Yes, yes, we're sharing a mic tonight. Oh, okay, okay. We're sharing, sharing mic night. We are, we are. Time of yeah. I feel like I should be sitting on your lap. We're like straddling. We, each other. Yeah, we are, we are mansplaining towards one another. I feel like I have to yell and at the mic, but then like I'm going to pass the, like, directly spit the COVID into your mouth. Yeah. Chris, Neil, there is nothing you can say to convince me that you are not sitting on each other's laps. The <laughs> only thing you could convince me of is who's <laughs> sitting on top. That's the only thing. <laughs> we should be. This should be a video podcast. That's yeah. Right. Every, everyone's been telling us that, and now, thanks to you, Alan. Damn it, we're we're gonna have to go video with this. So, if you haven't caught this, uh, Chris and I are in one room together, uh, not becoming one, but we are in one room, and we have uh, an awesome guest on the show. So, our first three way. Our, this is our first three way. Menage a Troll. I didn't don't, know. Don't go too far with it. I, this is a Bible. This is a family. <laughs> this is a family. This is a family. I'm just uh, happy. I, I'm in the room where no eye contact is being made. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to Beer and Bible. I'm Neil. I'm normally Encyclopedia Biblitanica, but this time around, I get to be like Chris and just hang out. Yes. Uh, and that's it. And uh, and this is Chris. I, I'm the official Bible reader and uh, high, super high functioning alcoholic. And today we have a special guest. But uh, he is Alan. Alan, would you like to introduce yourself? I would love to. Uh, I don't know. You'll just signal me to get closer. God, I'm so glad. The the challenges of doing uh, 30 things uh, very poorly uh, is that you don't really have like one thing to introduce yourself as. So like, what do I, what am I, a musician or a writer or a gamer? Some of those, none of them well. I always introduced him at parties as uh, this is Alan Snell, published author. And then he would just dip, and that was enough. And you know, it's it's real cool. If there's one way to impress people, it's to go ahead and set their expectations of you as high as possible at first impression, just so that way that nothing you do is impressive. That's just a, it's a recipe for success. Right on. Well, then we have we have no expectations right now. So we don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. The expectations are already high because the published author author thing came out once, and or at the top. And again, it's your fault, Neil. Yeah, yeah. Um, this seems to be a recurring thing. Anyways, uh, so I'm going to hand this over. Like I, I'm just here for the show, I guess. Because what, what are we doing right now? We're, we're, we're still in. Uh, still in john right or in matthew see that was a trick <laughs> it was a yeah, it was Halloween. a it was a dirty trick too because you emailed me john so i've spent the last week just preparing <laughs> for john <laughs> damn it neil this is you actually spelled it jonna jonna so i was like is he does he mean jonah um <laughs> Is Chris sending the emails now? What the fuck's going on here? I'm the one known for the uh, for the misspellings. Um, hey, uh, anyways, I'm just here for the ride. So you guys, you guys go well, for it. We're Neil, Matthew. you buckle up because we're going on a ride. We're going to do things that N- Neil is, is so good and careful about just talking about the words and the history. And I am very bad at that. I am very good at shoving <laughs> ideas and how you should live down your throat. Uh, yes. It's the... <laughs> I'm I am the, I am your anti Neil. Uh I am here to, to accidentally tell you how you should live and then backpedal and go, but I'm just kidding. Do whatever you want. Um if that sounds bad, then I don't know, like do crack instead or something. So we'll we'll give people options. Um crack, still officially not a sin on this podcast. Yeah. 
This is what is the sin on this podcast? I don't think. Oh, it, it, well, we haven't done Leviticus yet, so no, the, we haven't opened that fucking can of worms. Not yet, but yeah, let's. All right, Alan. Like, yeah, you were. I sh- feel like I shouldn't have given you the uh, floor, but you have it. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. I like. So if we're going to talk about this section of, of Matthew, so this this episode is going to be on Matthew six nineteen through twenty four, and uh, and if we're going to talk about the content, we I like I've got to nerd out on the structure, um, which is which is what draws me to this section and a lot of the stuff in Sermon on the Mount a lot is because that uh, oral tradition and and Matthew are both playing a huge role here in how it's structured. Um, is that I I I have not caught you guys tangenting hard on on structure, so I just want to make sure like that I'm not stepping on toes here. Have you guys looked at that in terms of where Neil, things are falling? Neil definitely mentions it here and there. We haven't gone hard onto or yeah, hard into it yet, but he definitely mentions how like, especially Sermon on the Mount that Jesus keeps circling back. It's like this, it's like this, uh, this structure with everything that he says in, in each like, just for anyone that's jumped just like dropping in on this is the first episode and if you did i don't know why you did but whatever um they saw saw alan and they're like wait this guy he sounds cool published author uh but yeah if you don't mind go ahead and cover that again absolutely uh like there's so there's the little things that are just um you know going to be reinforcements of oral tradition where you have all of these these triplets basically where where jesus is is saying things in a in a weird repetitive fashion that is is not only just you know it sheds light on things like we'll talk about chiasms and, and all that good stuff but but a lot of times we're just seeing these triplets like the very last one was 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 jesus just firing off um uh we had like giving to the needy prayer and fasting and, and you have these ideas grouped together in a way that when you're retaining this information orally it, it's it's very sticky like you're going to be able to repeat it uh <laughs> I don't know why we're laughing at the word sticky. That's ridiculous. Well, that's the word sticky. And then I've had a lot of beer tonight. We had a little date with my wife earlier. It is. And that didn't have to do with anything sticky, but it was like we had, we had drinks I'm sorry. before the podcast. So it's just put me in a terrible place. Don't, t- don't go on dates with it. your wife before podcasts. A, a bumper sticker in the making, to be sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, the the... Like that part is great and it makes sense. You know, you have to remember just how much this information it needed to not just, you know, uh, be recorded in a way that we could, you know, butcher the English on it thousands of years later, but also really needed to change the lives of, of those, uh, you know, you know, second and third hand um, accounts that, that had a lot of a lot of work and, and retention burden on their shoulders. So, so that's very cool. Like you just have to recognize that like, oh, okay, you know, this is a teaching that you could you could read through this once uh, and, and, and remember a lot more than if you were, say, reading, you know, a random self-improvement book. Uh, so you have to respect that. Yeah. But but the chiasm is, is what gets me. Um, I, uh, I, I have to at least mention like just how beautiful the chiastic structure in the Sermon on the Mount is because uh, the way that it has been arranged is such that it, it very much um, is, is like a pyramid is, is that is, that is the poetic chiastic structure is where you kind of start at the bottom and you climb these steps to a, to a peak and then you come back down. Um, in fact, it comes from the, the letter chi where, where you, it's just the shape of an X. Like you have two things kind of intersecting and it's useful because, you know, writing at this time is, is not really emphasizing things with things like bold and italics and caps. Like this is not, you know, this is, is, is not your Facebook post and blog of, 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 of this decade. It is, uh, 
it is lacking a lot of those tools. And so the ways that you emphasize things uh, tend to come down to a lot more of, of the tradition and poetry of it all. And, and forming these chiasms where you have something kind of like start one way, reach to a, a, a peak, and then kind of as, as you come back down, it starts to mirror itself. Um, I realize now how hard this is to explain in, a, in an audio medium well, where you have kind of this like ABA structure. Well, and one thing like I've noticed, again, like I could probably be the layman in all this with like, you know, the idiot kind of listening. I, I would be the guy in the crowd, like that Jesus was talking to, I, I assume, would be like, it's kind of like, you've heard this said, you know, this is the way it should be done. And <laughs> he's like, it's always like, you have heard it said. And then it's like, but I tell you to do this. And he throws like some extremist thing out there. And then he brings it back and it's like, but this is how like you should do it. And then it, it, it is, it's kind of like this, like, um, this is what you've heard. This is what I tell you to do. Like this way unachievable go above and beyond. And then if you bring it back, like, this is like how you can actually execute it in like your, your life. It's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, in a good crazy, it's oh, like, yeah. dude, that's whoa. <laughs> like, Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, like there is, I think there's intended to be that exact effect where, um, uh, you like, you can kind of point to some of the really obvious, like, you know, chiasm, uh, kind of bookmark, so to speak, uh, at the edges of the Sermon on the Mount. So like, if you were to compare something like, like I'm just going to grab, um, uh, Matthew five seventeen, uh, where where he you know lows down the do not think I have come to abolish the law of the prophets I have not come to abolish them but to fulfill them uh, so like so you've got you've got that in in mind um, pretty early on so that way when later on he says so in everything do to others what you would have them do to you for this sums up the law and the prophets like it, it's intended to have this sort of like callback where you're not just shedding more light like you are actively creating a sense of like. Oh yeah, he said that was going to be important, and then <laughs> yeah. it's important. Uh, so you have those uh, you have those markers on the edge where you where you can see a lot of very clear mirroring, and it's and it's very cool because it kind of forms the poetic structure. Uh, but we're not reading poetry; like this is this is this is wisdom, um, and um, uh, and a variety of, of small kind of subgenres branching off. And um, uh, what, what's interesting at this section because we you know we are in Matthew six here uh, is that. You, you don't necessarily have this like, oh, I see, this is an exact mirror of the thing before. You have kind of these like thematic mirrorings. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and since, you know, what we're talking here, you know, if you're your good old uh, Bible header uh, for, for this section is treasures in heaven, um, like you're not going to find like a section before where it's just sort of like riches and above where it's like, ah, oh, he's just saying the exact same thing again. Um, uh it's it's interesting to see kind of what it is paired with and and it's not supposed to be a ah yes one to one perfect like cuz you could argue like there are actual um uh differences of opinion which would say like oh this thing's talking about light this must be the kind of the reflection of the uh light and salt uh taking place from earlier in fact those those uh those sections are grouped together in Luke uh, Luke actually has Jesus say the bit about you know don't hide your light under a, a bush uh uh and um, the eye is a lamp of the body. He literally has them say them one sentence after the other, whereas here they're in, they're in, you know, separated by several other ideas. Huh. Um, That's pretty cool. I uh, but then you, all, yeah, man, Matthew is like, um, a, like he he's doing his own thing with structure, like not not following anyone's deal. Fuck the rest of you guys. Yeah, I came before you <laughs> right my way. <laughs> Very much. Uh, but then I, but but ultimately, like I, th I think we're actually really, really close to the chiastic center of this entire section, uh, which is so cool because you guys just covered it. Um, 
the the prevailing opinion is that the um the lord's prayer is the actual dead center and um and the thematic focal point of the sermon on the mount mm-hmm. uh, where you have all of these things about righteousness about the kingdom of heaven about um you know what uh what God actually wants versus, you know, what is just, just for, for public gain. And, uh, and, and instead this moment of just actually talking to God is, is in fact the, you know, the peak, it is, a, it is in fact the part that, that, that brings you closest, but we're past that. We've, we're past that. We're now on, on, we're just coming down off the mountain. We've, we've had that and we're like, okay, okay, where are we going? Like, give me some, give me some context here. And instead he goes into this, you know, treasures in heaven section, um, which, uh, um, which I need. I need Chris's reading I'll, abilities. I'll for read me. it. Where do, I, where do I start? Six or I, w- I want you. I, w- I want you to hit me with with Matthew six and go ahead and uh, let's 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 not break it up too too much. Let's do nineteen through twenty one. Nineteen through twenty one. Let's see. Uh, uh, there's so many scribbles in these Bibles. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. You know, what's cool. That's a thrice song or that's, that's not a thrice song. It's in a thrice song. Yeah. If you've ever listened to thrice, I think you got me on to listen to thrice. Yeah, that was your that... album. It's, uh, um, it's called moth to flame. And that's like the chorus is don't store your treasures up. Where, you know, Huh. Yeah, anyway yeah uh so this is the, you know there's kind of there's we talked about these little triplets you know this this section is is in fact a, a triplet in of itself he's just three ideas that, that jesus is going to throw out here this first one is um you said the uh, and since we talked about chiasm i heard the jizza you said well, jesus did. right <laughs> let's assume i said jesus <laughs> uh <laughs> you proved me wrong <laughs> The jizz throws up here. I was like, "Oh, my man, <laughs> my man." <laughs> uh, um, now, now to kind of also throw this in the you know the the structure, uh, just just to, to to root this down, we're we're looking at this A B A structure where Jesus is going to say something, he's going to kind of elevate it to a slightly different thought, and then he's going to basically kind of rephrase the first thought. So you have this A B A, um, uh, and and our the idea with our a here is you know don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth um and uh i i was trying to do some like some in, insightful like study into into words and let me tell you how caught up i got on the word for treasure uh i spent all the time that could have been on useful things <laughs> figuring out where on earth the background for treasure came from because the word for treasure is thesaurus and i was like there's no way that's the dumbest thing really it is <laughs> Yeah, it just means storehouse like i was just sort of like yeah but like a storehouse of, of valuable things not just a storehouse like uh, the word treasure literally just comes from the idea of having things huh. i guess they uh, didn't have much back then they like their boat and the fish and that's it like get my fishing nets get my boat the, the idea of if, the idea of if you had things it was treasure was is so weird to me uh and it's even like even the writing for it is 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 uh like there's so much like little play on words um or i don't know if i call it play on words i think it's jesus being kind of poetic with with his verbiage here because it's also like the same root verb like to store up so it's like do not thesaurus thesaurus you call poetic Um, is me calling jesus like he likes to screw with people 
Yes, absolutely. Like one of those, is it though? Or like, you know, one of those open-ended things where like, dude, don't be an asshole. Dude. Just tell me what it means. <laughs> to me, it's, it's the use of, like, do you dude, think this? Dude, dude, <laughs> dude. That's Neil, not me. Uh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> but I can't decide if that would make it sound like, yeah, I think you're right. I think it would sound more stonery if you like tried to translate into this, into the idea of do not storage storage on Earth. Um, <laughs> I don't think you would hear that and go like, oh, that's good. <laughs> Matthew's like, what did he say, John? Uh, storage, storage. <laughs> the thing is, Are you, sure? you keep don't... storing your things in storage. What? Yeah, duh. That's what you do. Nobody likes you, Matthew. Don't cheat off of me. <laughs> Write your own book. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I think the only if there is a useful takeaway of that, it's this idea of like if you tried to like pick this apart and be like, well, what is my treasure? What do I truly value? What is my treasure? No, it's it's just your stuff. Like it's just your storehouse. Well, like that's where your heart is. It's not about some like you have to tell me if the answer is love kind of um, <laughs> kind of revelation. Uh, it's, it's just you know where your where your storehouse is. That's where your heart will be. Also. Huh. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that that was that was weird to me. The 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 second half of this because and and, uh, and I'm gonna really just like baffle beer and Bible tradition here is we're gonna read these verses out of order. Are you kidding um, me? Because I am I am kidding. I am not kidding. You're, you're really uh, throwing off our Bible reading. I just dropped it in the floor too. I hope that didn't translate into the mic. But find Matthew for me, Neil. Uh, <laughs> Find him. Where is he in the Bible? I went to I went to Bible college so I could help I think people he's find books in the Bible. Hemia. No, it's not. <laughs> Here it is. I found him. It's in COVID chapter nineteen. <laughs> is that important? Um. Yeah. Everything on this podcast it's, is important. Well, it's, <laughs> if you actually, if you if you wrote a, a, a book of the Bible called COVID and you managed to write 19 chapters in it, yeah, I think you, you have poor taste. <laughs> all right, all right. Could be doing anything where, where am I at here? Okay, so we just read the A section of, 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 our, okay. of our chiasm. We're going to now read the, the, the second A section, or A prime, if you will. So we're going to jump down to verse 24. Mm-hmm. Only 24? Just verse 24. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to, to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Bam. It means the same idea, right? Like, this is this is a, a, a kind of a, a slightly different take on it. Um, but, you know, it's still this question of, hey, you know, either either earth or heaven, you know, this is, this is the dichotomy being, being thrown out here. Um, and so you, you, he's kind of laying the groundwork at the beginning and end of the section with this idea of duality. Um, and, uh, and, and, and he says it short of the second time because it's, it's, it's meant to be a pretty straightforward concept. Um, I think a lot of, of us that maybe work for like, you know, five different bosses uh, kind of feel like, no, nah, I could, I could totally serve a couple different people. Like we have, we have never had actual masters. We have never had somebody who has a complete and total control on our life that we can equate to this idea of like, I could serve two yeah. of those. Uh, 
Does that like it, does that make sense? Am I the only person who reads that at first and goes like, "Well, I could probably start." <laughs> no, I'm actually there with you. I'm like, right, it's right. like hitting my it's brain like, for the first I can time. Totally multitask. It's like, no, 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 that's not like the level we're talking about. <laughs> no, it's like it's hitting my brain for the first time when you said like, "Yeah, I can have two bosses." Like, yeah, you get like a supervisor, and then yeah, I could do that. And then when you said like the whole thing of having one sole master of your life, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's not an American idea at all. That yeah, it'd be like. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go there. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It'd be like, what? Let's just just bypass that. No, no, I think we need to go into it. How we were going to get some spicy. You know, having like two families or something. Like, you got to like do Christmas with this one, like dip across and be like, like living that dual life thing, like some kind of secret agent or something. Yeah. Around a dance set. Yeah. (laughs) I remember seeing that. Murdered. I saw that Mrs. Doubtfire, where like, oh yeah, yeah where he, had run, he had to go. To, he was at the restaurant. He was trying to like take go to the family dinner, but yep, then also yep. it would be like go that. to the boss. It would be like that. You're Jeez. sooner or later you're gonna lose it. Like you can't, you can't do it. That's a great. That's a great one. I love oh that. man, can we get can we get a version like the message where it's just movie references <laughs> where we just sort of like translate verses as just sort of no one can actually be Mrs. Doubtfire uh, either. Either your face would melt. <laughs> that, or... that Bible with cats. Like, I mean, so yeah. for the love of God, there it, should be there should be a movie reference Bible. Yeah, uh, that's the uh, Lol's cat version of the Bible. If for any of our listeners that are like, what are they talking about? A Bible version with with oh, cats? Man. Yes, Google it. We'll have Allison's. Um, you can get that. And then uh, re- most recently, I'm pretty excited about this. Somebody's been translating scripture into uh, Generation Z speak. So that's been pretty awesome. Um, and I, I, I did not know how Generation Z speaks, but I'm going to buy that so I can talk to them. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going like to talk they to them. They don't speak. They just text. Oh, okay. Noted. That's how I like to communicate. <laughs> well, that's that's going to line up really well for a book. I'm, I'm really proud. They did their work. <laughs> they put in their market research. <laughs> they just text? What are we going to do? Put it in a- <gasps> Alan Snell, pu- published author, has it in with Generation Z. <laughs> they read all the time. Okay. Uh, I, I wish I could say that. You would think as a young adult author, I would be able to <laughs> interact way more with young adults. Nah, it's 30-year-olds. That's that's my well, that's, that's my actual reader anyway. face. I mean, anybody after 30 or, or like, yeah. Jesus was 30. Exactly. Yeah. 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 There you go. I mean, my, you're right. My demographic is basically year, Jesus. I pretty much exclusively only sell novels to the <laughs> Son of Man. It's kind of my thing. How old was Jesus when he died? Uh, thirty, anywhere thirty-two to thirty-four. So thirty-three is what we talk about I'm, usually. I'm, I'm thirty-five this year. Yeah, like it's a good year. You've outlived it. Oh, you? Oh, for you? Oh yeah. yeah. Go, just, oh, okay. You know, I don't. Things just get messy. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was going to go out 27. I thought it was going to be one of the 27 club, but oh well. All right. Anyways, back to the Bible. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, like the, so yeah, I don't think there's really anything to like to, to beat to death there. I mean, there's maybe some like interest in, in the whole, like you cannot serve both God and, and the, they use the Syriac word for, for uh, mammon. Um, so, you know, it's, it's maybe a tiny bit broader than just money, like um, you know, less less this just become a a uh, you know people aren't aren't thinking of a of life as you know, like trying to rack up your bank account, um, 
in, in, to the original audience. So, so there is there is certainly a, a slightly broader appeal there. But, but there's, uh, you know, if if you were ever if if anyone listening to this has been taught some kind of like bad sermonization of like, yes, you know, Mammon, this uh, Persian god uh, or this Greek deity that they would worship, you like you don't want to be like that. Like that's not a oh, thing. Okay. Okay. No, that's. Uh, <laughs> It's it's just yeah it's this actual idea that you cannot serve money um and uh and and you know there's there's maybe some thought and intrigue that goes into thinking about like the self diagnostic on that of like how would I know if I served money because my money doesn't talk to me so I feel like I don't serve it. <laughs> um, <laughs> now I get it there you you get caught up but, you know just like my my grandpa always used to tell me he's like. Every time you get a raise, there's going to be another bill or you're going to want to buy another thing or like you're going to like these things just compound. You hear me? Yep. So, all right. Now, now this is where it gets interesting because we've laid we've laid the base of the pyramid. We now get to kind of like set our 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 center in place and we should have all the context we need for it to make sense. Except that it it won't sound like that at first. Uh Chris, could you read verses Absolutely. 22 and 23? We did go out of order. The eye is... <laughs> you caught me. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Hmm. Yeah. So if you read that you know, section just you know on your own, uh it would you immediately would your brain go to wealth and treasures i would probably just think of anime like some kind of anime scene would come to mind oh kind of the whole body full of light like dbz like like powering up like if your eyes are healthy you your whole body will be super (laughs) saiyan but but yeah it definitely uh, it's that is some some weirdness there i like it and I'm hoping you'll shed some uh, light on because I'll, I'll tell you this. Here. <laughs> uh, the 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 irony of in all of this is that Neil kind of mentioned to to have me uh, you know talk about this because this was a a, a verse that I very heavily um, used in my my senior sermon in college. Uh, and and I and I preached some I'm sure some some fine words and some neat stories using this verse so horribly <laughs> out of context. I did not I did not dive into what is the actual emphasis of this triplet here which is about serving two masters about choosing between where your your storehouse is and instead kind of like spoke these like oh it's about wisdom you know your eyes are the lamp of your body if you can't see what god sees then how are you going to live like god does we'll say this was such a good sermon that not only did he preach it uh as a senior sermon he he's the only student i mean at at our time at johnson bible college the only student to preach at homecoming and he preached that sermon because it was good and and these are bible college professors so i don't like alan i'm trying to talk you up here still to this day we're not even at a party but uh and then and then he preached at his home church like this is like a a solid and all that to say is it is a good sermon all right that's it i'm done you're gonna make 
you're gonna make anybody out there who preaches for a living very jealous that likes you got to use it three <laughs> yeah. times discernment and even now you look back at it and you feel like you you're in a different place now like are, are you you there's something different that you see in it or like a way you yeah like it's not like i was saying like you know untrue right, right, or right. unhelpful things and uh when i first kind of but I was I, I I found a verse that I really liked and I and I and I think there's a lot of very powerful symbolism here. You know, he from and, and Jesus isn't the first time Jesus is doing this too. He's basically just throwing out a bunch of things, eyes, it's body. Still, even reading you know, it, that's a pretty heavy like light uh, of like whatever you. It's kind of like whatever you direct your eyes at, like whatever you focus on is going to be like that mm-hmm. gets inside of you. It's almost like like a like the venom movie man like when it gets the symbiote gets on him and it's like takes control it's like whatever you focus on that's what is gonna like become like it's gonna envelop you it's gonna take you over yeah uh and i and honestly like that is also i think a very like wise you know use of this verse if it didn't have the context i think like you could also really just expand on that and and say a bunch of very you know well-meaning things but if the goal of this is to try and study like why was jesus saying it uh my whole spiel from before about like how like you have to have like you know open eyes like god you know it's it's all about just you know seeing what he sees like that okay the the what is not vague the what is not like you know ambiguously inspirational the what is very very clearly money <laughs> right <laughs> it's it's not a it's not you know some sort of like fill in the blank for what what matters in your life it's very much jesus being clear about like you know it, you know it's not a all right here's how you can store up treasure and and not let your heart you know chase after it it's it's just this very clear statement of where your treasure is there your heart will be you cannot separate them hmm. Um, so I, 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 and I, and I, and I come about this, this passage this way, just so that way, this verses 22 and 23 take on that meaning, because, um, if, if I say, you know, uh, if your, your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light, then, um, then I think that's very interesting to, uh, to, to characterize what that means for your eyes. In fact, there, there's actually a translation issue with, with that word for good, um, that, uh, oh God! I almost just said sheds light on it, but I'm, I'm better than that. Uh, uh, this 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 word um, there's there's a bunch of stuff with with this. So forgive me again for a little language nerding out. I know I know you guys normally don't you know want to alienate people by talking about any languages other than English, but I'm gonna just keep trying to blaze through it. I enjoyed your sarcasm there. <laughs> oh, that was sarcasm. Damn, I've been drinking. <laughs> Actually, my beer. Uh, <laughs> we have our mate. Okay, so so the this word that a lot of the meaning I think I don't want to say hinges on because I think you can uh, I I think it doesn't have to be a door open one way. I think there's a, again a lot of cleverness in in the word choice here. Um, is is this idea of if, if the eyes are good? Uh, because you might also uh, have a translation that's instead of good says healthy. Um, you might, although less likely on this third one, you might even have a translation that says generous, um, because all of these ideas are coming from this Greek word, haplous, um, good, uh, healthy, generous, um, or, uh, or even single, like this is a, this is a weird word. Um, but there's, there's, there's meaning behind it. Um, like to be, 
healthy is in in very much a sense, you know, to be single. Uh, it is to be without some sort of contaminant. It is. Uh, um, uh, so so there's a there's a weird translation um, dynamic here where on one hand, you know, single makes sense. But if you tried to just put that in in English, that would mean nothing if your eyes are single. <laughs> Uh, so, so we kind of like oh, Jesus with the zombie cyclops. Eye. When he said gouging your eye out, if you cause you to lust, that's what he meant. Like <laughs> at this point, he just knew everyone would only yeah. have one eye. It's just yeah. the way of it. A bunch of horny humans. <laughs> they were in his image, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he knocked but up that Mary girl. I'm glad you guys are optimistic. I'm glad you guys are optimistic that people would stop after the one eye. They would be like, well, I can't do that again. I've only got the one left. A bunch of pirates walking around. I'll just take the other one out and then find that Jesus guy like, somewhere near the like pit or the, the bathhouse. The funny thing is you don't need like the um uh the what would Jesus do bracelets. Everyone would know you because you're an eye, like a pirate. You get an eye patch. There's the Christians. <laughs> they will know we are Christians by our eye patches. And because of the pithy Christian things we printed on our eye patches. Oh, I didn't think about the accessorizing Obviously. with the eye patches. Like, oh yeah, Car- like little like crosses on day. there, or yeah, that'd be that'd be amazing. You look in the mirror one day wrong and like put it on upside down. Oh yeah, <laughs> upside down cross eye patch. And everybody starts throwing rocks at you. Okay, so you can't be single eyed. <laughs> Yeah, so um, if your if your eyes are single, your whole body will be full of light. Um, uh, yeah, like, and this is um, like, for instance, uh, like Moore is 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 one scholar that that I think puts a lot of of emphasis on this idea that um, that figuratively speaking, the eye is this organ of moral discernment, um, and and so this word haplus, you know means more specifically uh single mindedness um like an undivided loyalty which is very much in 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 line with kind of what's being kind of brought down in the, in verse 24 um and being able to discern between that like earthly and spiritual wealth um so uh you know this this idea of if you're if you're if your eyes are if you are single minded your whole body will be full of light isn't a bad isn't a bad read it's just not like the full nature of it and so um so I very much like just this idea of if your eyes are healthy uh, or um, uh, even though it's not usually translated, you, um, a lot of notated Bibles will have something like, um, you know, connotated as generous, um, which is an interesting like because as soon as you throw in the word generous, then it immediately kind of like harkens to this idea of money. Uh, we don't we don't use generous a whole lot for for other things. Um and uh sorry i just got a little bit of buzz coming into my mic that was coming from me okay maybe fixed it <laughs> <laughs> ah, ja. uh, i am pretty close to you right now like, I'm, like breathing, the, I'm probably breathing my beer breath into your mouth yeah yeah all the i have a, i have a zero tolerance so we can see how this works <laughs> <laughs> oh man science doesn't need to know how, that how um, much uh, how long do chris and neil have to make out before neil gets a contact buzz not long okay in, in an effort to 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 keep you guys as chast as possible um chris can you look up oh, some verses shit, for me and you had Robert? to throw it to a different book that's some old testament <laughs> stuff it's uh Right next to that, right next to that whiny bitch. Yeah, I, I, there it is. Which one? I know. 
Uh, it's gonna be Proverbs twenty three six. Dude, I found that fast. Yeah, we're good. Are they like right in the middle of the Bible? Like, how did I find that? That has to be like an odd. Thing. Yeah, somebody didn't land in Psalms and get lost in there. <laughs> uh, but at least it's not Proverbs thirty one. Like about handbags. You said twenty three. <laughs> Verse 6. Do not eat the food of a stingy man. Do not crave his delicacies. Uh, <laughs> one, I just love that verse. Uh, it doesn't have to do with I was anything. like, wait, did I, I read the wrong cool. one? Did um, I miss <laughs> no, um, no, I read uh I mentioned that because the there is the that Matthew in and uh, well, I mean, let's let's give credit where it's due. Jesus is not having to kind of like force this idea of of generous and stingy being tied to the eyes, because the Hebrew for for that word stingy is is Neil. Am I am I am I going to say this right? Uh, Ra'ayin, uh, uh, yeah, which literally means yeah, uh, yeah. evil eye. Do do not eat the bread <laughs> of a man who is evil eye, which. A man, it's a man. Great good. name. Uh, Sounds like a villain. Like don't eat, don't, don't eat Doctor Evil Eye's bread. Like, like it's poison. Villain. That's what's coming to my mind. It's like I think of him like I could see him like as an it's incredible villain. I don't trust his eyes, but the bread just <laughs> looks amazing. Then, but don't, but don't. Just like <laughs> you're an idiot. I shouldn't have to tell you this. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you have this idea of an evil eye being stingy, like, you know, that's just the literal being translated better as to what it what it meant, which was stingy. Um, there's another one in Proverbs uh, that, that shows us the exact opposite, uh, which is Proverbs 22. Um, if you can flip over nine. to 22 and find uh, verse 9, you'll see. A generous man will himself be blessed, for he shares his food with the poor. Yeah, the the Hebrew there, tovayin, uh, means good. Did you do that eye. one right? Yeah, I thought you should yeah. see Neil's uh, face when you said it. So, he was like, oh, yes. yes, it's like you just hit a three pointer. <laughs> oh man. Um, <laughs> so, like that—that that is the. Um, I'm sorry, I, I'm incapable of intelligent thought. I'm basking in Neil's appreciation. Like, um, uh, so few and far between. It's that. Uh, it's that little. He's got a little evil eye in him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we could spin it and call it thrifty, but let's just call it what it is. It's evil eye. I went to the doctor. They're working on it. <laughs> got medicine. Um. Yeah. So I. I. I don't think that. Um. That that is a stretch, you know. As soon as you kind of realize the the linguistic precedent there, to to see that you know the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. You know, can very easily convey this idea of of if you if you go through life with a good eye, you are going to be a generous person. You are going to see things, and instead of your first thought being and and what can I use this for, <laughs> instead having that very first thought be who needs this? Um, like those are two completely different lives. Um, and, uh, and, and I, and I think it is, I think it is quite hard to, to live both of them. I think they are very much both masters. Uh, you know, your, your, your ladder, your, your a prime section, giving a lot of, 
of um, context to this, uh, where where it is it is not a bit like a, a sickness where you like you are just sort of like oh yeah you know some days I got a bad eye and some days I got a good eye um, that it it will feel like two masters pulling at you because you know it the more you try and store up the more you try and stash you know the the more it feels like if you stop then you've you've made it pointless it's a it's a cognitive dissonance where um the more you have the more you feel like you still need to add to it because otherwise it invalidates what you've been getting yeah. so far um and 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 vice versa um not a problem on the other side like the more you give the more you invest in other people you are likely to continue doing that because you have ref- recognized that that is a thing that that is storable in heaven um, like that is a thing that, that stretches beyond the, the rust and the moth and the vermin. Um, and so your, your cognitive dissonance in that moment is why do I care about this trinket? you know, like that. It, it doesn't hold up. Uh, so, you, so it is not that all of life, not that anything in, in, uh, in, in trying to, to follow, you know, the, the life and teachings of Jesus is an all or nothing. Not that you are actively going to be a hundred percent one way or the other, but, but they will pull you. It will pull you toward that way. Um, and, and left unchanged, uh, that trajectory will, will, uh, will turn into something more. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, so, I'm hearing that I'm like, yeah, I can see that though. I am usually an all or nothing kind of individual. It's either zero donuts or 26 donuts in a row. And there's no, there's no, yeah, there's no <laughs> throttle. It's yeah, that's me. But yeah, it's that trajectory thing. I think talking about that, like you set yourself that way, I guess. Yeah, uh, that that has been the you know the important part for me on this is just remembering that you know it's it it's about being. Um, you know, back to the the interpretation of of, of single eyed uh, that 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 Jesus is very much kind of talking about. You know, having having the right discernment of of, of what what is and isn't eternal. Um, and uh, um, actually, the the notion of 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 treasures in heaven is it was a very interesting one. And and I'm actually kind of curious. Where, where your head's at on this one um, for both of you guys, because Jesus has been mentioning this idea of rewards like umpteen times um, to the point that you can't really use it to try and pinpoint any part of the chiasm because it's just all over the place. Um, and whenever, like, whenever I hear this idea of like rewards in heaven, my brain goes to this like very bad teaching of like, ah, yes, you know, the nicer you are on earth, like the bigger your mansion will be. Um, these like, very very terrible um takes on the on the kingdom of god uh i'd be like and and so looking around and being like oh yeah i'm gonna take you to hell with me so i get some better real estate Uh, i I, I feel like it would work (laughs) that way they have a a recruiter friend program for hell (laughs) is that a multi-level marketing for hell it's kind of like reverse mormonism maybe oh yeah yeah um get those planets or how does that work for you yeah, I, I, uh, I don't, I can't speak to the Mormon group. We love you guys, case. though. Actually, yeah. Uh, so, so uh, not the latter day, but the earlier day saints. Um, we are. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it because I've heard different things on the reward part of it. 
Um, you have other parables that Jesus will say where people get the same reward despite people working longer or doing more work, essentially. Um, and then you have parables where uh, one, um, I think it's I think it's Luke, I'm not sure if it's in Matthew, you have this parable of the prodigal son where the prodigal son leaves, spends all of his cash and comes back. And uh, the older brother who has his his share of the inheritance comes and talks to the younger, uh, the dad comes up and talks to him and then the, the older brother still maintains it. And the, the dad even says to him, all that I have is yours. Um, all this idea that uh, the reward that the older brother, the, the inheritance that he was going to have was still going to be his and that the younger brother had in fact squandered his inheritance it doesn't give the indication or the the hint or the nod that the younger brother spent his inheritance and then was going to be rewarded with an equal or a similar amount of inheritance it was that was squandered um so i i don't know i I feel like all over the new testament i could pull different ideas of reward is equal or there is no uh, or rewards are not equal i don't know no yeah uh <laughs> and that is a, a great kind of both ends of the spectrum mention. Uh, like the most recent example that, <clears throat> like, just to to hit something literally right next to, um, uh, was from the love your enemy section, where you know Jesus is saying, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Like, what what theoretical reward is he even kind of teasing here? Um, it's just like an admission ticket. You have <laughs> like, um, like that's a reward. From the way he's been building it up, that's <laughs> yeah. you will get in. Uh, yeah, and and to some extent, like that is while while hard to you know to to boil everything down into. There is even you know just uh, talk in in the Sermon on the Mount of of uh, like you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Like you have this sense of, of a, a sort of who, who is part of this kingdom um, yeah. nature. So you know, I'm uh, trying to step back again, hard to pin down, but there's something more, there. Uh, first century Hebraic um, for a second and thinking like how, how formulated was the concept of an eternal life? Um, probably not as formulated as Dante had it in the Inferno or not Inferno that Paradiso. Um, so it probably didn't have it that f- uh, far mm. formulated, but I'm wondering if having a reward in heaven isn't in the concept of eternal afterlife, but just a uh, reward or blessing or storing up um, expected blessing uh, from heaven. Um, that is to say, you can save up money yourself for now for the things that you can control. So this is something I think about a lot. Uh, I've thought about a couple times is that um, if you are of a Judeo-Christian mindset where you believe that there is actually some deity, some big man in the sky that actually controls things, wouldn't you want to be on his good side? So it's almost as this is again. This is just me like thinking about this out loud on a microphone to be recorded and sent out to everybody without formulating and like editing these thoughts <laughs> off the cuff. Off the cuff. <laughs> yeah. It's what all theologians do. That's uh, that's what like, everyone has done from the beginning of time. To this idea, uh, unless I do what you did, which is like later on, be like, "That was okay," but um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I'm thinking like, <laughs> if if there's things that I can control, those are things that money can control. Like the the things like bills or payment or whatever else it is, I can save up money 
And when something goes bad in life, I can control that because I can handle money. But when there are things that are outside of the human realm of control or things that money can't affect, those are the things that you would have to then depend on, on the deity, um, the divine presence or the divine to, to enter, uh, intercede or, or, uh, act in your life. And so I'm wondering if it's kind of like that idea of like, if you store up all of your treasures in heaven or towards the, the storehouses of heaven, then when God, like this, this deity, God would open up and bless you accordingly. Um, maybe that idea, like, so, so thinking less eternal and more, um, within a lifetime. Again, this is just this thinking it through. Um, and then, yeah. No, hundred percent because, you know, I think the audience has to be hearing some sort of tangible idea of reward when like the section, it's still in, in chapter six here. Jesus says, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Like, I think, I think people are going to latch onto something there. Um, and, and I, and I think you're right about kind of <clears throat> not trying to, to put all of our, our heaven baggage in play here and actually think about, you know, what um, this life and what, you know, what the relationship between like God, the, the giver of perfect gifts in, in this world is cool. Uh, but there, but like it's a bunch of mentions of it, you know. Even even the prayer section, you know, people who pray uh, uh, publicly have received their reward in full. Um, but uh, but instead, Jesus shows them another way, as if to imply that that um, oh, okay, you'll get a different reward. So that it, it just begs the question of then, when you get into do not store up for yourself treasures on earth, store up for yourself treasures in heaven. This idea of like, wait, wait, wait is that where the reward is going? Like. Um, <laughs> And and what is that? Is is it just sort of a? <laughs> is it and it could, uh, and it, and it could be a um, you know, just sort of a, uh, a placeholder. Um, I, everything else has been pointing towards some very very like specifics. It's not meant to be you know ambiguously inspirational. It's meant to be grounded. Um, and so there's a part of me that wants to really like try and like connect the dots and say what is it that what is it that that survives this earth? What is it that actually survives moth and, and vermin and uh and its people? So like so the obvious answer if I'm trying to make it specific is like the thing that you are working toward is is people. You you should be making yourself and others into a a a better thing <laughs> as opposed that's, to that's things one. into that's better a, things. Yeah. It reminds me of another uh, uh parable that Jesus tells where he talks about this true like there's basically this guy, this this rich guy, and he has an uh, account accountant. I don't know, a guy. It's it's his money manager. Okay, so it's the guy that he pays to manage his money, and he gets mad at him. He's gonna fire him, and so the man, money manager is like, "Oh crap! Well, what do I do?" So then he went and he he like goes to all the people that owed his master money, like the guy who's the the rich guy of money, and he's like, "Okay, what's your bill? Cut that in half. Okay, knock twenty percent off. All right, you uh, take out thirty percent." Like he's just like cutting their bills down and his thinking is like okay when i leave the book when i leave the books with the man like the the rich guy he's gonna have all their bills are gonna be cut shorter and everything but then when i'm thrown out and i have nowhere to live and nowhere to go all the people that are gonna be like that guy just saved me 30 percent or more of my car insurance or whatever you know he's gonna like you just you stay with me tonight. yeah that's like that's what he's thinking. like i just made a, I made a whole yeah but that's absolutely 
he is transferring funds from like an account that measures things to an account of people uh because he thinks because in, in that story it's actually showing the practicality of it whereas i think here it's kind of it's still a, a bit kind of oh uh, really are people worth anything like we haven't we haven't gotten there yet um but uh, yeah no i think that's a huge uh huge payoff for that idea right um, there any any really cool. any other bits that you got to share with us alan <laughs> all right man i think we did it i think we hey. awesome i think we 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 nailed it well thanks uh, uh thanks for being on the show with us this is our first uh wait wait you got something oh yeah i i did want to just you know um you know kind of as we as we near the end here just kind of like you know Son you know bow man. our heads and open our hearts and if you're all right i'm just going to lead go us ahead, in this, in a, and open the eyes of my heart uh just open the eyes of my heart lord um if everyone actually i've got a few words that if you'll just say okay, uh, now I'm the entire rest of your life will be fine um so if <laughs> uh, all right we did it all right Cool. All right, uh, no, we 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 did it. I'm 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 quite content. It's, I, I'm and and I'm really grateful. It's it's oh, it's yeah, just always. fun hanging out with you guys and getting to to talk, good like random. We're 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 halfway to translating. Um, I think the Book of Matthew into <laughs> just sort of movie references, yeah. and I'm I'm in I'm here for that that version. We can get that. Uh, there's going to be a lot of copyright negotiations to go into that printing. We're taking the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not your oh, editor's man. slogan no, this has been awesome so uh thank you very much uh appreciate it and i like i like just to be able to sit back and learn and like reflect and then come up with my own terrible theology at the end of of it all so it's been it's been fun so thank you very much alan really appreciate it and uh thank you everybody else for tuning in anytime um, we may do some more of these uh hopefully in the future you know it probably yeah People that listen to the show generally won't want to come on it, but we'll try to hoodoo some other people into coming on here. So thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time.